But I struggled with it because I, I had to speak English a certain way. And actually, the teacher at the time actually kept me back a year. Is the thought of being imperfect keeping you from taking action? Welcome to Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. Each week, we give you real-life stories and thought-provoking research that inspires your soul to live a more fulfilled life through your own actions. From the heart of Calgary, Canada, here are your hosts, award-winning coaches, Christopher Lawrence and Kyle Kalu. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, today's podcast, I'm actually really excited about this podcast because it's about your greatest struggle. Now, hopefully we still have people here. We still have people listening. <laughs> Girl, I'm running out the door. No one wants to hear that because when you think about it, though, what are some of your greatest struggle? Like, you know, we, we all have struggled. There's all these different things that's happening. But what do you find is your biggest struggle? So what came to mind for you? Well, I don't know where to start. Like the time I declared bankruptcy or the time that my the balcony was falling off my condo or the time that I worked at WestJet and and uh, trans canada and needed okay. antidepressants for four years like okay hold like on. which one <laughs> okay slow down or was it the time lots. i was a drug addict i'm not sure you, you have which lots one of, you have lots of struggles <laughs> you have lots of struggles. hence there's the door and i'm on the other side but, of it but let's 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 tell a story about those struggles let's just tell a story about those struggles you tell a story about one of your greatest struggles you know what you know what that's fair one when i was thinking about this and i i don't know and this gives you a chance to do a little bit of you know research while we're doing this oh my goodness the sun is coming in um here's the struggle i think a lot of people don't know i was quite young when i first moved when we first moved from um jamaica the island and came i actually struggled with english and so I struggled with, I know what you're thinking. I'm still struggling, but I still. <laughs> I speaks 15 languages, <laughs> but he doesn't speak any of them well. Like he can understand some Cantonese. He can understand some Japanese. He <laughs> understands Patois. He understands French, but nobody else. He, he understands English, but nobody else on earth can understand what that's he's not, saying. That is not, okay. He's, that's not true. That's not true. Um, but I struggled with it because I, I had to speak English a certain way. And actually the teacher at the time actually kept me back a year. I don't know if they still do that, if they still keep people back. So she kept me back a year because she said that uh, my English wasn't great. So that was a huge struggle because then it started to tell a lot of different stories right? What does that mean? I'm not like everyone else. And any, I mean, I'm sure most immigrants get this. When you go to another country, you all try to fit in. We all wanted to fit in. And so when this teacher told me I did not fit in because I could not speak the language, that is the problem. That was a big struggle. How about you? How did you resolve it? I'm like, like you got oh. kept back a year. Uh, why don't we hold that thought for when we talk about inspired actions? Sure. Because it's, uh, yeah, some things that I did, and I'm sure some things you're going to touch on as well is going to be on that. But make no mistake, it was deliberate. Like my work to improve on those struggles was, was huge. And it shifted a lot of things in my life, for sure, for sure. 
I think for me, it was a, you know, it's, it's been a mindset struggle, right? So there's certain things I think that if you don't get them when you're growing up, it, it is really a lifetime journey to practice them because, it, you know, by the time you're six or seven, some of that neuroplasticity is locked in there. And so if you don't get it, like you can't rewind the clock. So I'm not saying that it, that it's hard every day. I'm just saying that that for some people it's a practice every day. And I think my biggest struggle has always been my own mindset, right? <clears throat> Which I think is probably what makes me good at what I do as a coach, to be honest. You know, we did just win the, we found this out last week. We won the 2021 Consumer's Choice Award. So now we're two years running. That is awesome. You know, and I think it's all that work leading up to that because you know anyone who's an entrepreneur anyone who's trying to get to something in life and i think when you get that award is that achievement um it's to say that that struggle you you've moved through it or you're continuously moving through it right and that's really what that captures is, is saying hey the work that you put into it has paid off and obviously for me i said to that teacher at the time not only am i going to speak english better right? I'm also going to learn some other languages on top of that to show you that I can't. Now, here's the head fake. I really, was, I really wasn't trying to just show her. I also was trying to show me, right? Because often our biggest struggle was internally. What about a company that you used to work on? Any you used to work for? Any oh, Kyle. Work? Yeah. I, I mean, always like, I think, you know, eventually you switch companies a couple of times and you realize that you're the common denominator, right? <laughs> that was me. It's like, you know, always, oh, I still have the same problems with leadership. I was like, oh, well, that's about me, you know, and certainly there was growth for them too, but, uh, but a lot of it was about me. Yeah. I remember, um, uh, uh, working at Trans Canada and having a contractor who was, you know, like 15 years older than me reporting to me. And I was in my late twenties and I'd never really had leadership experience at that point in my life. Right. Oh, I spent $60,000 on this contractor, had nothing to show for it. Like I thought I'm, I'm going to lose my job. I was so depressed and distraught. Mm -hmm. Like, oh man, it was so, I remember just being so afraid, so damn afraid, right? right? Just anxious all the time. And, you know, like finally get my boss and actually you coached me to go talk to my boss, Stephanie. She was great. She was a good leader. She yeah. worked your hard. She could see things in you that you couldn't see in yourself. But I think sometimes she saw things that weren't actually there too. Whereas like, I, I know it. I look back on it. It's like, I know what you're saying, Stephanie, but that wasn't actually in me. <laughs> you know right. what I mean, and it still isn't today. You know, like great leader though. She was a, you know, she's that kind of leader that she, you know, she'd advocate for you. She'd fight for you. You know, you had to, work but mm -hmm. yeah I remember going in to talk to her and when I finally did it was like I was like she she was like oh I'm not giving you enough positive feedback that was that was what she said and you here I'm like I'm sweating of... bullets and she's like oh I lost like two and a half million dollars on a project you know 10 years ago and I was like yeah. what she's like put it in perspective <laughs> like mm -hmm. mistakes happen right so when, when people struggle you know, um, I think one thing, obviously, because of what we do, uh, coaching is a great way to help someone through that. Because like you just mentioned, there's times where you have that internal struggle and how do you get out of it? Because if you're in it, right, how are you going to get out of it? 
And I think there's some coaching that allows for that. And we're going to talk about some other tips around, you know, what does that look like? But I'm actually kind of curious, you know, what are some of the stats when it comes to, you know, how to help someone through that? I actually want to go back and I want to comment on something that you said. I think that we actually allow ourselves to struggle too long. Mm. So I'm not saying that we should always look for the easy way out. What I'm saying is that I, I see people over and over, they ruminate and they struggle. And yet we do need to do that for some things in life. But there's a difference between struggling with a problem, coming to the other side of it and going, ah, I get it. Right. right? Versus like, I'm ruminating, 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 and it's getting me down. And and I think, I, I think that there is a difference. Like ruminating is not the same as intensive problem solving. Mm -hmm. And when you're ruminating, if it's only on things that are out of your control, that's when you know it's time to create an intervention for yourself. Like I think it's, I, I think people really miss the mark with this. It's like, yes, I we should not be just giving people a fish. We should be teaching people how to fish. Right. I totally get that. But there's some things that it's like, that, that I think that, we just aren't applying that effectively where it's like, it's like, we're, we're just trying to spare people or we allow ourselves to struggle. And I see this more with men than women, but I see it with both where it's like, it's like, I can figure this out on my own. I'm a man. I can figure this out on my own. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, totally. I'm sure that you can, you know, like how many years has this been going on? Right? Like I've talked to some men that it's like they've been struggling with something for 10 years and within six weeks, they're a different person. You know what? And that just triggers for me this thing, this notion. And yes, I agree with you, even with my own clients. I see that with a lot of guys as well, is we get really good at suffering in silence. Like we get really good and like any behavior, we get really good at mm -hmm. something. We may not like the behavior. So the, the head fake, I think people think behaviors are always this positive, this great thing, but we suffer in silence. But here's the thing, if you just don't know, you don't know. And if you have been training yourself over time on this behavior of suffering in silence, and when we say suffer in silence, what we're talking about is people not tapping into additional resources. Because if yeah. you realize you're still getting back to the same thing, right? I mean, what do they say? The definition of sanity is doing the same thing, expecting a different result, mm -hmm. right? It's that's the silence thing is that mm -hmm. you're the only one suffering because the story is, I don't want anyone else to know I'm struggling. Mm -hmm. I want to keep this, you know, this, this great outlook on life. I want to be the guy who's positivity. And we often say, watch out for those ones, right? Mm -hmm. Because something may be happening behind the scenes because they, they're trying to give more than they even get themselves, right? Well, it's, it, it is interesting. So I'm going to stereotype again here. And and I want to be careful. Like when I when I talk about stuff like this, like the comment that I made about young men, this is, this is based off of my own personal bias with my own personal experience. This is not research data. So just, you know, to our listeners, I, I'm very comfortable, you know, with what my statement not being true. I, I make this statement as, uh, you know, as an allusion to, you know, to real life, recognizing that it is stereotyped and it's not true in all cases. Cause, cause I'm going about to, I'm about to make another statement here. Do you know what I notice with women? Women will tend to talk about it amongst each other. So they, there's less suffering in silence mostly, right. but what they're focused on is what's out of their control. Mm 
So they're talking about the pieces that are out of their control. And so it's still not necessarily moving forward. I'm stereotyping here and I'm only basing it off my experience, my personal experience being a coach, having people come into my practice. Right. And so they're there for a reason. Maybe I attract a certain type. Maybe it's just what I see or assume. Right. So, so, you know, to anybody who's like hardcore data, you know, and social researcher or, you know, or, or, you know, interested in gender research and stuff, please understand that you know, that it, this isn't about me being right. You know, I'm, I'm just basing it off of my own personal bias. And so I think there, there is something here that's really important to pay attention to, regardless of what you fall into. Like I tend to be more like the women where it's like, I, I'll talk about it and I'll talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. But I focus on what's out of my control. I'm not necessarily right. talking about the solutions. You, my friend, will suffer in silence so long and it's like, it's like, you'll show up, you'll be smiling, you'll be dancing on TikTok, you'll be, you know, you'll be laughing, you'll be having the time in your life. And then all of a sudden, it's like, for four days, you have a headache. And you don't know why. And the rest of the office is looking around going, yeah, Kyle's stressed out right now. And if we go ask, he's like, no, I'm not really stressed, but it's on my mind. And I'm like, okay, Mr. Suffer in silence. Right. So, and that's part of, you know, we each go through our own process, but the question is, is that process productive? Like there comes a point in time where it's not productive, right? So are you ruminating, recycling thoughts over and over that are out of your control, not moving towards solution, or are you just struggling with a problem, but you can feel yourself moving towards a solution? So I, I thought this is a, you know, I wanted to do, you asked me about research a couple of minutes ago. I wanted yeah. to ask about research. Yeah. Uh, check, check in on research. So, yeah, yeah. so I actually came, um, came across this, uh, it's, it's a meta analysis. So basically meta analysis is like a, it's like they look at a, a number of different studies and then they look at them more globally as opposed right. to into the weeds. So, mm-hmm. so, uh, this is from the Institute of Coaching, uh, but it's actually an affiliate. It's McLean affiliate of Harvard Medical School. So this is kind of, you know, just giving people that that source. So the, the study is called Does Coaching Work? A meta-analysis on the effects of coaching on individual level outcomes in an organizational context. So this would be like coaching at work, right? right? So... I'm actually going to read the abstract. I won't read the whole study. I want to read the abstract because I think this is important. Whereas coaching is very popular as a management tool, research on coaching effectiveness is lagging behind. And we know this, Uh, you know, we've seen this. Moreover, the studies on coaching that are currently available have focused on a large variety of processes and outcome measures and generally lack a firm theoretical foundation. So like all things in life, the popularity of it exceeds the research on its effectiveness. A quick question for you. If we found out that coaching was not effective, would you quit your job? Would you wrap up the business and quit your job? No. That's funny. I would. No. I I would because I believe outlier. (laughs) I I, I believe in the data of it, but, but we do see results, which is what, where our data comes from. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, uh, With the meta-analysis presented in this article, we aim to shed light on the effectiveness of coaching within an organizational context. We address the question whether coaching has an effect on five, both theoretically and practically relevant individual level outcome categories. So performance skills, well-being, coping, working attitudes, and goal-directed self-regulation. So performance and skills, well-being, coping, work attitudes, and goal-directed self-regulation 
are the five. The results show that coaching has significant positive effects on all outcomes with effect sizes ranging from 0.43 coping to 0.74 goal-directed self-regulation. I'm not a statistician, so I don't know what those mean, but for those that... Uh, that do know that'll be interesting for you. These findings indicate that coaching overall is an effective intervention in organizations. Mm-hmm. Organizations is one thing, but even in your life. And I think the reason why that- Of course. Be- I mean, if it's effective in the workplace, why not why in your life? It, I don't understand we- because the, the five skills they're talking about, performance skills, well-being, coping, work attitudes, and goal-directed self-regulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, those five areas uh, are not just about work, except for the work attitudes one. You know what? I like that because, you know, and it's not for everyone. Not everyone can work with a coach, right? And we get that. And there's other people in our life that are coaching us, right? And, you know, I want to give uh, some examples of, you know, how can you, you actually kind of do that? And, but there's other things that people could have access to, right? And they just don't even know. And so I would love for us to be able to, to talk about what are some, in, you know, imperfect inspired actions, right? What are some in, inspired actions that people can be taking away when we think about, you know, how they could work with a coach and why they should work with a coach or something like that, right? Or coaching tools, so to speak. If you had to add to the list, what would you say? Kyle, I, I'm going to ask you a question before I give you the first one. And it's obvious. Uh, tell me about the coaches that you have in your life right now. Oh, I have a few different means of coaching right now in my life. Uh, one, I'm working with uh, a coach and that's more around money and financing, how we think about money, how we treat money. And he's brilliant, by the way. Mm. And one of the things that he drops there all the time is um, your money has to have a purpose. It can't just sit there or, you know, underneath your mattress. Like, is people still putting money under the mattress? I just want to know who still has money underneath their mattress. <laughs> If you could let me know your address and let me know when you're going to be. I think my husband would if he could, to be honest. <laughs> you be like having money and matches. Um, and the other coach, uh, you know, in the coaching sense is my mother. Like every time I talk to this woman, there's this, how she hears about a problem or how we talk about certain situation. There are some strategies and tactics that I get from this woman. And even in my own practice, and my clients will say that um, all the time, um, I make reference to her. You know, like lately something came out uh, online we saw where it says, you know, why can't people just have some sense? And one thing that my mom has often said, you know, common sense, because the, she's, the, the comment was about where's people's common sense. And I said, my mom always said to me, common sense is not one of the five senses. So it's unreliable. So you have to think it through, right? And so I can't default to, why can't they just have common sense? So she's a good coach in your life. Absolutely. You also have a music coach too. Absolutely. I have a vocal coach. Now, a lot of people don't know that. So don't be airing up too much of my business. Okay. Um, I also have a vocal coach. Um, I'm working on that. Yeah. Um, and how about you? Like, what do you have? I think. Yeah. I so, so I, I have a financial coach as well um, because, you know, it's like we need to learn about money. And I think most people don't know about it unless you choose that field. Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, my husband and I have a financial coach. Uh, I also have a health coach, uh, right now I have, a, a mentor, um, and I have, a um, 
a psychologist as well um, that I kind of tap into mostly for booster shots right now, but I have a psychologist as well. And then I know both you and I seek coaching in other ways too. So I think Kyle, the number one way uh, um, is how do you have a coach is to go get a coach, go find a coach. The effectiveness of coaching is there. I think if you're struggling through something, your coach doesn't always give you answers, right? Your coach is to help you come up with your own solutions mm -hmm. uh, to, to challenges that you're facing using your own decision-making. So it's, you know, it's not like, oh, I can figure this out on my own. It's like, I'm sure that you can, but if you've been struggling with something over and over and over again, you actually need to inject new thinking. Right. So go get a coach, go get a coach in that thing you need, you know, and, and there's lots of ways to do that. You can do it through an organization. You can do it through private coaching. You can do it for your entire organization, like what Kyle does, or you can do it through um, even, like even your church, if you're a church person or a community organization, there's all sorts of coaches. They don't all carry the title of coach, mm -hmm. right? And that, and the other alternative to that, because like I was saying earlier, not everyone could either, it's an affordability mm -hmm. thing, it could be an access thing, depends on where people are in the world, that may be quite different. The second thing I would say is books. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten a good book. And if you don't know what to read or where to go, like talk to some people, right? Talk to some people. So books would be the next thing because in a book, you can learn some stuff. And again, from a book, you could be saying, okay, what is the imperfect or what is the inspired action I can take? How yep. about number three? Is there yeah, number exactly. And actually, Kyle, I think most, co not most, a lot of coaches have also written books. Absolutely. So pick up their books and you know, go to the library. Books are, books can be free. Google stuff. Check out people's blogs. Check out coaching blogs because mm -hmm. there's really good advice on there that doesn't cost anything as long as you have an internet connection and a web browser. Um, I have written a book called Go Beyond Passion. Kyle is working on his book and he's been working on it so long that he needs to get a coach for it, Kyle. Anyway, um, number three. Yeah, number three, number three. Um, <clears throat> One of the best ways to coach yourself is to actually ask yourself open-ended questions that move you forward. So I think, I think questions are powerful. Like you can, my clients do this all the time. It's like, I can't figure out why I'm stuck. Why am I in this place? I already know what to do and I'm just not doing it. I hear that a lot. That is a closed ended question. It doesn't move you forward. Why you're stuck is irrelevant. The question is what, what needs to happen for you to move forward? And then add the words, what needs to happen that's in my control that right. will move me forward? Because if it's out of your control, cut your losses. It's like you said earlier with uh, a group of people who are focusing on the things that's not in their control. Yep. Instead of, okay. Yep. Um, if I could add number four, I would say take a short coaching program, take a short coaching course. Like there's lots of people selling, lots of coaches, lots of people selling around how to discover this, how to recognize this. And again, there's not a long commitment. That could be a four week, two week, one mm -hmm. week, one webinar. Again, look for a program that you can jump in and out because a lot of those have those questions that you just said, Christopher, that open ended questions that allows mm -hmm. you to be able to think differently. Yeah, you don't have to become a coach to take a coaching course or, or be, you know, 
and actually all of them are useful. Some are better than others, but there isn't a coaching course on this planet that is a waste of time because you're going to learn something about yourself. So I actually, that's why I took my first coaching certification was because I, I wanted to get better and I needed some tools. So I think taking a coaching course is extremely helpful, which actually leads me to my number five uh, yeah. and our last one, which is coach others, right? So you need to be invited in, but helping others uh, through things that you have not resolved yet, helping others through things that you have not resolved yet will actually help you resolve it for yourself because you're going to be asking them questions that are powerful and help them move forward. And you're going to get little realizations about solutions and stuff along the way. This We don't do this for coaching. We don't try to therapize ourselves by coaching others. Right. Certainly clients have come in and they're you know, they're struggling with things that we have also struggled with. And then, and then it's like, you know, my job is not to know because their solution might not be my solution. They've selected me and we coach them. And it's like, all of a sudden, it's like, you have this realization that becomes really powerful for yourself. So coaching doesn't necessarily mean that you're seeking an income, but could you go volunteer or just help a friend and be a different kind of listener, right? All people on earth are coaches. It's just, some of us have chosen it as a career path. Excellent. And so with that said, thank you all for listening to another exciting podcast, because I think all of our podcasts are awesome. So uh, thank you for that. So for this week, the question is still the same. What will you do this week? What is one action, one thing that you heard today that you want to take inspired action on? It's not about a list of 5, 10, 15 things. It could just be one thing. What did you hear today that you want to take inspired action? Please let us know what else has been happening for you as for a struggle. You'll see a lot of our contact information in the show notes. Uh, Until next time, take care. It's our goal to build a global community of inspired action takers. And we can only do that with your help. So if you love inspired action, please leave a review on your favorite podcasting app and share us on your socials. You've heard from us. Now we want to hear from you. Go to inspiredactionpodcast.ca and tell us what is the inspired action you took this week. Next week on Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. Would you want your leader to put someone like that in place, become your leader who doesn't have those relevant skills?